Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nashhadu an la ilaha illallah الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الوالي الكريم وصلى الله على أنبياء أجمعين والمسيح والمحسي والمجدد لمن مرسلين أما بعد Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it and that he is alone and has no part and that all gratitude is for Allah سبحانه وتعالى the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of his prophets and his apostles. And on the Messiah, the anointed one. And on the Mahdi, the guide. And on the Mujaddid, the reformer. Which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings and we send peace. Throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. The man of the hour, airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WGAG Radio. Produce copies of themselves for body parts and have special doctors 
that are responsible for keeping them together. Uh, let's say um, he has face cancer. Uh, have you noticed, um, at one point, his whole face was swelling up and eating away. If anybody knows something about terminal cancer, they would not be able to just pull it away and patch him up like that. It doesn't work like that. Once it starts to eat the cells away, that's it. You have a very limited amount of time and it becomes unparamount. Now you look at all of a sudden, this whole big mass is gone. Or had this big growth on his nose, the fancy. And all of a sudden, you know, he disappears for a little while, goes away, goes in the jaw, comes back to, and it's not there. He no longer has a nose problem. So they have ways now, what they're doing is they have the cell tips they work with. And they have a problem with making it public in America because they have to go into the fetus and take cells in the fetus that can rebuild cells. What I'm saying now sounds crazy, but if you go to the computer, you can investigate cell tips, they call them. And they rebuild cells. So if you have a, let's say, um, MS, some kind of brain damage, now they have the means by which they can take out of a baby's fetus cells, inject them into your brain cells, it'll cling on, and begin to reproduce fresh blood cells, actually regrow cells. But it's, the conflict is every time they do that, they have to eliminate a baby. They have to kill a baby. So now they're trying to take control of Africa and other countries where they don't mind eliminating babies in order to sustain their life. Ugly is a sad truth, but it's the truth. So like say the Anunnaki and beings of that caliber had clones. The ancient Egyptians had clones. The so-called pharaohs had clones made themselves so that in the event that during their life they suffered from some type of terminal disease, there the alchemists could immediately replace that. There was no fear of rejection because they replaced it in they were, you know, six to eight weeks determines whether or not your blood is going rejected. There was no fear of that. And that's what it means when they say they, they're talking about those physicians. And in the tape, let's say in the time of um, Zulza, the physicians would be under Ayam Hotep. That was his high priest. And beneath in the time of Tutankhamen, Amen, he would be I. The high priest would be I. He had a bunch of men under him, which were called the royal guard of Amen Ra. And they were high priests. They used to sometimes see them depicted in artwork with Islam on, a single white robe, bald head, no hair. They shave all his body. Anything was bacteria attractive, they didn't have any more pure white robes all the time. They always show them in any book you read on Egyptian, they show you these men. They call them wabs or priests in ancient Egypt. Well, these men knew the sciences. They were like scientists. They knew about the embalming. They knew about cloning. They knew about alchemy, altering molecules. They just were learning. They got their knowledge from beings who came from beyond the stars here, which sounds crazy in America until when we speak of beings coming from beyond the stars, it sounds like it's crazy until you talk to a Christian in America and you say, where did Jesus come from? And they go, huh? They say, well, where did Jesus come from? According to your Bible, Jesus said, I am from above, you are from beneath. Jesus said, I come down from the Father. As long as you're talking UFOs and you keep it in that terminology of UFOs, it sounds crazy. But when you turn around and just say, let's get for real, where did Jesus come from? They'll say, before he came to earth, he had to have been someplace. If you say he came, they'll say, well, Jesus came from heaven. The next question is, where is Heaven, the definition of heaven, of course, them is up there, up there, where? Up there somewhere, okay, good. Then you don't know exactly where he came, but you do know he came from up there. Then you are admitting that he came to this earth from some other place where he lived. Did he have a seat beside his father there? They'll say, well, according to the Bible, of course, Jesus sat on the right side of his father while up there. So there's seats there. Were the angels there, the heavenly hosts? Um, According to the Bible, there were heavenly hosts there. 
and these heavenly hosts, were they new or did they wear robes? Because when Jesus appears in visions or when the Blessed Mother Mary appears in visions, they're always a garb in white robes, etc. So you have robes there. Yes, uh, when you read the holy books, it speaks about paradise and the fruits of paradise and the pure water of paradise and the gifts that we're going to get when we get to heaven, which are very similar to the things we already have here on earth, but they're unconscious. But slowly but surely, we're being confronted with a reality that there's a place somewhere there where they go, a specific place. And in that place, there's seats and people talk. Because, in fact, in Genesis chapter 3, God is walking in the garden talking. Well, either God was talking to himself when Adam and Eve heard them, but it says they heard God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So he was actually moving about. So what was he doing? Talking to somebody. A group of people, because they heard him. And you wouldn't hear him if there was no concrete and he didn't have no clips on his shoes. You wouldn't hear him. They were walking around the sandals on sand. You won't hear nobody walking on sand in the cooler day. So they must be having a conversation. Who was God talking to? Other beings that are on his equal or beneath him or above him. They have to be in one of those places. They have to be either higher than him, equal to him, or beneath him. But whatever it is, there's other people there. If there's a seat on the right side, the only reason why you would mention having a seat on the right side is because there must be a seat on the left side. So if Jesus is sitting on the right side because he's good, and on the left side sits Satan. But Satan can't be there no more because Revelation 12 says Satan was thrown out of heaven and can't come back no more. So there's an empty seat on the left side. But as you add these ridiculous little things together, they sound like mumbo-jumbo. They come down to a reality that there is a place where Jesus came from. And there's a place that Jesus wants us to go to. And he says, where I am, you may be also. But the point is, if he says that where I am, you may be also, if we go and look at that literally, he's saying, I am somewhere and you're over there. And I want you here. And to find out where that, we simply go to the Lord's Prayer. Where is that here? Well, Jesus said, I want you to pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven. So now he's separating himself from earth beings and saying there is a heaven and our Father is there. You follow? We have to do that. If we take it from the religious and just blindly go by faith and say, well, you know, I'm not going to address these final points, then we're not worthy to be there. Simply because it says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So we're supposed to know these things. Otherwise, God would have never put them in the Bible. He didn't want us to find him. He never gave us the intelligence to find him. He wouldn't give the heathen the intelligence to rage because God controls all the intellect in the boundless universe. So if someone speaks against God, God allowed him to do it for a specific reason. He wants that question raised. He wants that doubt in Thomas to exist because by doubt in Thomas, he can confirm the truth. If there's no doubt in Thomas, how do I get to the truth if I don't have somebody saying, well, I know God personally. And then some guy in the congregation says, they don't know God. God arranged both of those situations. The poop who says, I know God personally, and the guy that says, you don't know God. He says, yes, I know God. Well, where is God? Oh, God's in heaven. He talks to my heart. Okay, now the situation changed. God talks to your heart. God talks to everybody. I thought you meant that you knew him personally like I know this guy, and he talks to me like me and him sitting in the bar having a bear. That's a big difference. It's left like that. So when he's making reference to they, He's speaking of a place where beings are. And those beings walk and talk with God. And they're called the heavenly host. In fact, one man in the Bible called Enoch 
was so good that God didn't even let him die. It says in the Bible, God translated him and took him to himself and took him to himself. And Enoch didn't even die a mortal death. So now Enoch in the Bible didn't die a mortal death. Then he was still in the physical form. And if God took him and translated him out of this planet somewhere, he went there in what? A physical form. If Elijah in the Bible, teacher of Elias, took a chariot to the heavens, physically, they saw him go up into the sky physically, then what? There must be some place up there where people meet physically. If Jesus ascended before the disciples physically, and they watched him as they say, in the Bible, go through the clouds. Correct? That's what it says in the Bible. You can change the Bible and make it suit your religious belief. But if you want to stay literal, it says Jesus went up through the clouds and his disciples watched him disappear into the clouds. He was in physical form. This was not from the cross. What do you call it? When he uh, saw the spirits of Elijah and he saw the spirits of Moses and he had that transfiguration, as they call it. To transform one figure to another. And they said he was illuminated, but he was still physical. Because in order for you to be illuminated, you must have some physical. You can't light a light bulb without a filament. You need that filament inside there to get the light. Now, when the light comes out the bulb, it appears to be something untangible. But if you trace the light back, it cuts back to that bulb, cuts back to that filament, cuts back to those wires, cuts into that force, cuts into that electricity, which is physical. So there are beings there. We have got to come into that reality that there are beings with God. Whether we want to call them angels or by whatever term that makes us feel good, if you want to call them extraterrestrials, if you like the color green and you call them little green men, that's your brother. That's your individual choice as long as you do acknowledge that there are beings with God. Now, in Africa, they may chose to acknowledge all of these beings and give them all separate names. And then we as Christians may look at them and say, that's paganism. And then they'll say, well, what about the saints? Or we'll say, well, that's different. But they will say, what's the difference? You got God the Father. We say, that's right, the Heavenly Father. And Jesus the Son of God. We say, that's right. And the Blessed Mother Mary, they go, that's right. We say, and the Holy Ghost. We go, that's right. And they say, well, that's four. They say, no, that's one. That's three and one. That's Trinity. They don't say, no, you may say it's three and one because that's what you want to be. But when we... In Africa, break our gods all up into a whole bunch of gods, and then we say all of them are one. So if you go talk to an ancient Egyptian, he will say all the gods come into one god, Atum. Right? And you say, well, there's Amun-Ra and there's Bethany. He'll say, yeah, but all of them are qualities of the one god. If you talk to a Muslim, you'll say, Allah is one. He say, well, he has 99 names. He'll say, yeah, well, all these are attributes or qualities of this one God. You see where the trick is coming in? Once we get into the reality that we are at the third level of manifestation, that there's a higher level of beings, and then between us and those higher level of beings, there's angelic beings, and then it comes down to us who are physical and angelic beings. So when beings came to this world, they had to be assured that their mission would be completed. So they had people that said, we're going to keep his body intact while he does this mission. So they made duplicates of him. And it sounds crazy today, but if I told you about a television on your wrist 10 years ago, you would have laughed. 
If I would have told you it was putting frozen food inside of a little box with electricity and pushing mitts buttons, and in three minutes you have a meal, I would have told you that 45 years ago, you would have thought I was crazy. If I if I tell you it was going to be cloning people, you would have thought that was insane. All those things that appeared to be insane yesterday are realities now. Bringing people back to life. You know, people who died in the hospital, the doctors come in, there's no blood circulation, there's no pulse, the person is legally dead, the doctors walk out the room, pull the sheep over the patient's face. You know I mean, they're making a death report, come back in, the person is sitting up. They say I had a near-death experience. The doctor say, near my butt, you were dead. But how do they present that to the medical society? where there is no rules in the books for people who die and come back. Simply because this society haven't got that far as to mesh medical and religion. Because they won't marry the two, they don't leave room for those things, so they'll say, well, maybe they were dead. The person said, whatever they say, I was floating around the room and tell people what they saw them doing during the period that they were laying there supposedly dead. They got to do what wrong. Well, we can't explain that right now, but we're sure in time we'll have an explanation. Well, of course. In time, they had television. I was living when there was no television. There was no thing about human beings walking around on a screen. My mother sitting right here. She was living when Jesus was living. You have a parent around that makes you feel young. Even if you're old. Some of us folks in here were living when things didn't exist that that you take for granted. Like the children today, the reason why the children are crazy, because that was referred to as an instant replay life. You know what that means? Years ago, if we wanted to watch Joe Lewis and them box, we all stooped down in front of a radio, and everybody listening while the man narrated. We didn't see them on television, let alone miss them in program a machine that catches the fight while I'm out somewhere else. I come back in and go pip and watch the fight. Was that possible when you were a kid? No way. You want to know what's wrong with the children today? The children today have this concept that life can be stored and picked up later. So when you're talking to them, say, listen, you got to get your life together. Now they're going to come. <laughs> he said, whatever you're going to do with your life now, you better start doing now. Mm-hmm. He said, listen, nigga, I'm talking. He's talking straight up, nigga. You better start studying right now. Talking about bulls, so you gotta get a couple dollars worth of party. Tomorrow's Monday, nigga. You gotta go to school. Mm-hmm. They know that they can get videotapes or what they call it when kids can't read this thing now. Hooked on fathers. The only hook on fathers we got was our grandparents hooking us upside the damn head because we didn't study. What about going out to movies on Saturday until your room was clean? These kids got everything on instant replay. And until we destroy that system, we'll never be able to change the children. So I'm saying the things that appear to be abnormal today are going to be every day. I mean, talking to dead people is going to be as simple as knowing your relative's telephone number to the other side. You say, well, Uncle so-and-so died three four months ago. He was a hell of a carpenter. I'm trying to build this project. I don't know what to do. And you say, well, his father said, well, my brother, oh, shit, his number is, you know, let's be good, 777 777 You know what I'm saying? 777-777, how you doing? I'm fine. How you feel? How am I feeling? Dead, huh? 
how you feel. You're the one with all the aches and pains. So that might be a sense of humor from the other side. They explain us to know the truth is. You with me? How do you know that that's not going to be as normal as turning on a TV? How do we know that? Because uh, a stealth plane, a hover jet, on television last week, they were showing a plane that goes up like this. Boom. And takes off. Right? Before, all we know was thrust. Thrust was it like, figure out a way to throw the plane. Now it goes up in the air and goes, boom. The United States is saying, tag, if we would have had these back in the first world war, you know we could have did that butt. And system in time says, but you didn't. But don't doubt the possibility of talking to spirits on the telephone. Don't doubt anything when you live in this day and time and you see the technology that exists today. You understand? I was just driving along with a young fella. You know, he got this um, detector for radar. I don't have one in my car, you know. I didn't think about it. I was like, what's that thing? It's going to What's that? He says, you know, um, see the box over there? Yeah, one box says somebody else got one. Somebody got one what? Well, he said, yeah. He's telling you that somebody threw one? Yeah. Then one another dude, I said, what's that? He said, someone's activating a microwave oven. I'm like, we sit in a vehicle driving along 127, and somebody's cooking their food in their house, and we're seeing it in the car. You mean tell me them frequencies are in the air like that? Because of microwaves? Oh, yeah. This day, if it fills up, that means the police is there. The whole screen fills up. That means the police is there. I can watch the books. I mean, see, and all I know, I didn't know this, you know. I'm talking, this is today. All you guys over there, you didn't know that. Like, I can be all the time I've been getting taken by these cops. I can have one of them. If you ever had it. <laughs> <laughs> y'all young folks take for granted sometimes. We old folks miss stuff. Because we don't even know. Let's just come and tell you, Pops, yo, Pops, guess what's new? Your mom, I'm sitting around watching Black and White Television. You know what I mean? I don't know. Don't say it. I let alone 3D, TV. Things they got out now with 3D.
body is jumping out of planes at 80. Anybody who jumps out of plane knows your body is not equipped to jump out of no plane at 80. You can't even jump off the toilet at 80. So he must have conditioning. What I was going to ask is, uh, these bodies that they've got, are they in spaces or are they living and then they just uh, pick them up off the street or something? <laughs> I like to say they bring them over speed. That sounds like a movie. I like to work with that. No, once they clone these bodies, they speed up their cell growth, they put them in a suspended animation. They have what's called cryogenics. Right? Now, the thing that's wrong with cryogenics is the brain cannot be reactivated. It turns to mush once it's frozen. But they've proven that most other organs in the body can be revitalized. But the brain, once you need that brain contact, which is that oversoul you're talking about. So they're not concerned. So if a president has brain damage, like Kennedy, when they shot him, he still lived on you know, NASA's island for a long time, but he was in a wheelchair and he was brain dead. So they really couldn't bring him back to the forefront of politics. So he just lived his life out there in Greece, and Jacqueline pretended she married Onassis, and that's how the story went. Didn't stop the crazy. Now everybody's eyes like, what the heck? <laughs> I just realized what I'm saying is new to some people. Just by the look on your face. I know you always think Kennedy died, you know. Okay, you did. All right, what else? Anybody got a question? <laughs> yeah. Um, is there a cure for sickle cell? Yes, there's a cure for everything, including death. And you may not believe it, because I'm hoping you young people hear me. There's a cure for everything. The thing is. How long do you want to live? Right now, you think you want to live forever, right? Right? But if you was Bob Hope's age, would you want to still live forever? Let's look at it this way. Now that they're on the borderline of communicating with the dead, and now it has been confirmed by certain scientists that there is some form of life after death. Correct? Now they have all these psychics out there that are proving beyond a shadow of doubt that they have the ability to communicate with the dead. Well, that's what it appears to me. Ask yourself, what happens once you know for a fact that when you die, relatives will pass away to bring you over? Think about it. How many times has any and every one of us decided, I'm fed up with this life, I don't want to live no more? Don't lie. Because everybody pretend you ain't got a little insanity is crazy. Almost everybody out here at one time or another got fed up with life and said, I just, it I just had it. You follow? But you're too punky to commit suicide. And you thought jumping in front of a train was going to hurt. So you're still here giving us a hard time. But suppose you knew, beyond a shadow of doubt, suppose you knew that once you pass, that your relatives, your greats are waiting for you, and they got a hand stretched, and they take you into a new world. Suppose they did this by communicating with you before you passed. You follow what I'm saying? What would happen? For one, when an officer says, pull over. <laughs> Think about it. Pull over. You say, right, say, get out of the car. Excuse <laughs> me, my English, but I'm saying what you say. No, I'm not getting out of the car. I'll shoot you. Whoa. <laughs> you, know, you know, big deal. What about that time when all the bills, you know that time, right? And even though the bills, 
that we thought we were getting away with because they didn't give us the bill. So we was running that telephone up and they never come and we like, they forgot about me. And then just when we on Dubai Street on the corner of Ain't Got Nothing, they come this bill for three or four hundred dollars, you are for the telephone company, oh, here's a back bill for so and so. You're like, and then you get busted and you say, dang, we'll get somebody put it over the fridge and take a bear and kill over the fridge and more fly out. <laughs> but I ain't got no money to buy no food. Because I'm going over my girlfriend's house. I told my girlfriend and the guy people said, what? You know what I'm saying? I just get down, go downstairs and go for a drive just to chill downstairs. It's empty. What the hell? I'm going to get you I don't want him no more. Don't say you haven't been to that road before where you don't want to live no more. But if you had a certain, a confirmation that everything is going to be all right, this world would be a different place. The way people get in arguments, there would be no such thing as road rage. There would be road incidents. That's all. Get out the car for now. Get out there. I got you. Thank you. And we're near that now. We're near that state of mind right now. We're starting to accept just by the technology. You know what I'm saying? Communication. Oh, they already passed life on other planets. But who are they saying 20 years ago? If I said there's life on Mars. You're crazy. Now they found life on Mars. Life on Jupiter. Not life on one planet, but life on more than one planet in our solar system. They found tri-star constellations, systems with three suns. Go on the internet, go look it up. Things that they say is impossible have become possible. So life after death, which has always been based on faith and belief, is no longer simply faith and belief. It's now possible and bending towards probable. And to some, confirmed. You with me? How will that affect us as human beings? So, to answer the question, they have gotten to the point where they realize now we as a people are developing spiritually to the point where we know there's a life after death. That we know that there is a really a Jesus Christ. That we know there was really angelic beings. Whatever name you use and whatever language you speak, whatever country you're influenced by is not what's important. The reality is important. We know it's real now. And our attitude towards life is changing. Attitude towards work is changing. Attitude towards people are changing. You follow that? And we're in that day and time now where anything is possible. Tomorrow we can flip on the television and pit that tell us something we never even imagined before. You know what I'm saying? So we're at that period of time where life and death are becoming one, and the system is afraid to face the reality of in what direction our minds will start to elevate. Will we become God? And does that change the definition of God when we become God? You follow? When we reach to that level, of God, the perfection in God, being his children, does God then raise to a higher level? And does that start another journey? Or does that end it? 
Or is that the beginning and was this a path towards a beginning? All these questions become something to talk about. Years ago, it was simply, is there life after death? Is there heaven or hell? Does God really exist? Is God dead? Was Jesus a real person? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I explained to y'all, I think to y'all before, you have two Jesuses in the Bible. I don't mean two Jesuses. Uh, we know there's three characters. Uh, two births of two Jesuses and two Marys in the Bible. You know? People don't want to hear that. No, no, no. My Mary is my Mary. I said, well, which one? The one that had a child in a manger or the one that had a child under a date palm tree in the desert? What are you talking about? That sounds crazy. Well, in uh, Matthews and them, they speak of the birth of a child in a manger, in the presence of Biden. In the book of Revelation, they speak of a child born under a date palm tree in the wilderness with dragons waiting to kill it, which is true, or, or they're both true. They'll say, well, that's, so, that's the mystery of God. I don't want the mystery of God. God said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make me free. I don't want the mystery. I want the facts. If you can't give me the facts, step down off the pulpit and let somebody who's God inspired stand up there. Let somebody who has the answers be up there and get down, stop the preaching, and start the teaching. Stop trying to be a good person and just be a good teacher and let people become good people themselves. But what you are, you are. What you're going to be, you're going to be. Whatever is in, blown in you, inside the tree, whatever that thing is going to fertilize this ground enough, something's going to grow from here. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. I may not see it through. But I'm saying, but someone's going to go there. Every person here is a God in the making. And for no other reason than God said, I put my spirit inside you. God's spirit would be no more than a seed. Because it wouldn't be God. I put my spirit in man, and man became what? But what's the catch word in between that? Man what? He changed. He grew into. He changed into. He metamorphosized to become. I put my spirit into man, and man became a living soul. See, but we got God's time and our time mixed up. We think it became like past tense. We're still becoming because we're not a living soul yet, are we? What are we? We are a living body. Are we not? Now, take back some of you younger folk. Your grandparents, your grandfather. I used to put my grandfather's jacket on and I was buried in it. He wore like a 48. Grandma had hips. Happy women hair like little string beans. Half of the men here, we ain't got shoulder span no more. We were about a, anywhere from a 40 to a 42. And that's man size. It's a man boy section for men size. <laughs> Women are buying their role for the children section. Are we metamorphosizing? Are we becoming smaller as human beings? Yes. Just check some history. Check on our size shoe your grandfather wore. Fifteens. Average man now is wearing a 10, 9 and a half, 11 the most. Old folks were 15, 12 going up. Are we changing? Yes. What are we becoming? We're becoming less physical and more mental. You talk about little midgets and little grades. We're almost there. Kids born out like these big old heads. Ain't too many little kids whose heads match their shoulders. They're toting these big old tank heads. 
Something is changing. Kids' eyes are bright, born. When I was a child, kids wasn't born with hair. Kids wasn't born with nails. They had to wait two to three weeks before they got nails. Remember that? Now kids come out full, nails, some with teeth. Is this not a fact? I mean, we learned to grunt, you know what I mean, pull, pull on one leg, then pull on two, then move around and stuff, and then get up and stagger and fall. Children now come out and do this. <laughs> They're walking. What does that mean? That means God's plan is still at work. We're behind time. Misinterpretation. People not looking at the word of God. And that's why I said in the beginning was the pay attention to the words of God, not the sentences of God. You can't even get past God's words, and here you are trying to interpret his sentences. Let's do it word by word. God breathed a breath of life. Does that? Into man. And man became a living soul. If we're now still a living body, we don't become a living soul until the body is dead. That's the path we're on. That's the journey we're taking to become a living soul, a conscious soul. And that's the reward. The reward is to pass out of this physical body and yet still be conscious. There are lost souls. There are people that die as they say, and have no spiritual connection. They're born. Some people don't dream. Some people don't dream. Some people don't dream in color. This is real. They don't have no spiritual connection. And when they pass, that's it. This is as far as they're going. Because they'll never make it to the state of a living soul. Man became a living soul. You may say, well, became is past tense. Past tense in our time or God's time. Because it says in the Bible, what? One day to God is like a thousand years. So his idea is past tense, and our idea of past tense is a great difference. What is the journey then? What is the path we're on? Huh? To become a living soul. And what happens when we become conscious of that? We become in tune with that reality that we're becoming a living soul. And we accept that reality. Then what? Then we're God. We talked about that. It's in um, the Wizard of Oz. The journey led to a little person behind a mask pretending to be God. Do you realize that's why they're mad at you and I? You know, that's why they're mad at the Wabians, the Wabs, or whatever they call them, and they get You know why? Because they say, he says he's God. And they don't realize they're quoting something in the Bible. When a priest said to Jesus, we're going to stone you because you say you are God. And Jesus said, is it not written in the law? I said, ye are God. They still try to stone him. They don't like us because of our consciousness our connections with God. The reality we're starting to say, we are the children of God. The Bible says God has children. 
and the sons of God, so the daughters of men. So, if there's sons of God on earth, and there's daughters of men on earth, who are the daughters of men? And what is their destiny? For the sons of God, destiny is to return to the bosom of God, to be with us and of God, to be one with God. That's our path. So there's some other people walking around the planet. Whose children are they? Huh? Children of the devil. That's uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. It says, I put iniquity between your seed and her seed. And we're her seed. We're even Adam's seed. So the devil has a people to walk in that seed. Walking with you. Eating at the table with you. Working with you. Flying next to you on the plane. Sitting next to you in the car. He don't even know this fool got marijuana. He didn't tell you that when he got in the car. He knew it because he purchased it. He knew it was illegal when he got in the car with you. But he didn't have the time to tell you, I've got this marijuana with me and it's illegal. Because he was all the way. He said, we were just putting it on my car. And police pull you over. And police said, let me get down. He said, I'm like this. He police in this fool, you have a Why are you pulling over? This fool got the marijuana. He don't even know about it. He said, let me shut up. Or knew where all the pretty girls hung out. Knew how to get in the party. 
That friend had all the connections, and that's why you cling to that friend. And that friend had the delicacies of the hollets around him or her. That friend had money all the time. I like hanging out with him or her. They knew all the sharp places to go with the best restaurants. You hear me? Now, when I posted that way, I put down my God, G-O-D. I put down my God. I became off God. And that's why I got stabbed in the back. And that's why I got betrayed. And that's why I got hurt. But if I stay on that one path of reality and face reality that tomorrow, anything can be said. And they might open up tomorrow and say, Reverend wasn't no nigga. Nobody blaming us for the guns on the street. You made it. And fought. Cowboys are tough guys. Because they can walk down the street and whoever gets their gun first is a good guy. So you taught people to go out and kill kids. Kill each other too. And they still teach it today. While they're saying it's wrong, you can go to the Matrix and watch them kill people. Now they got cartoons killing people, killing each other. Demons and barbells in the cartoons. But they don't want prayer in school. A boy can walk into school with a comic book called The Demons of Hell and Barbells, but if he has a Bible, the teacher tells him, don't open that Bible. You said that reading it here. But he can sit in his desk and read a book on the news. And we don't have a problem. We got a problem we got a problem to solve. And the only way we're going to solve it is where? Right inside here first. We got to solve it on ourselves first. We got to realize what we're up against. We got to realize that every time we turn on a television program, we are being programmed. And so is his people. But the difference is they're the seed of the devil. And Christ said, and he's a liar and a Killer since the foundation of the earth. And they don't want you to keep that. The devil is a man. They want you to think the devil is off the hot sauce box. And he's a little red fellow with a pitchfork, with horns. That's what they want you to think the devil is when the devil is on the train with you every day. And you see the devil in you watch that mean, malicious, racist guy. No you literally find yourself saying, what happened to you? And he said, that's, that's, yeah, that's why. Well, what the hell did I do to you? See, let's get What the hell did I do to you? See, see, you, children of Adam, condemned me to hell. And I want to man. We have condemned him. Is the foundation of the world to hell eternal, and now he hates us. Now we get mad when he does that thing. And see them looking like you don't really know, huh? I'm the devil. I'm supposed to do these things. You stupid. He go down there, get all dressed up in the morning. He's the first one in line. He got all the credentials necessary. And you're going to get your job. You didn't graduate. Kiss all the butt you could. Did everything you supposed to do. That's bad. And there's a list of people waiting. He waiting. And he just like, you know, 
smell. That's in your Bible. Also, some things we do in Satanic culture. They're always talking about drinking blood. And they say the best blood is the blood of pure, innocent, virgin children. And it's all over the media. They tell you what they do. And they don't want us to sit up on this land and protect our family because we will be come that survival group when they have plans to eliminate our people. Only eliminate us. No, they can't live with us no more. We don't comply. We stop tap dancing. We're not to see the thing that thing. I hate to say it, but when Sammy Davis do this guy, a certain kind of black man died. But we ain't doing that. Those And the new mind that came in with the young hip-hop mind. And he quickly changed from great dancing to great intent. Hardcore, gangster rap, and scared hell out of death. So he made pop daddy and sweet soft things come in there and change it around. To pull the gun out of his hands. He was scared. But he knew that he might just stand on the corner of the field. And they walked on by his side. I'm just going to put my hands on the But for what you have done, the devil, he's only afraid of you. He's afraid of this unity. He's afraid of us coming together. He's afraid of the power that we generate when we get together. And we become in one whole. We start focusing our mind on anything. We start chanting on that thing. We start happening. It happens in service. It happens in mosque. It happens in all of this. They got everything whether you're a Christian, you are Muslim. Muslims go into exodus. Christians are going into the Holy Ghost. Same power. It's not that the power is in you. But God says what? I bring my spirit into you and you became a living. So, you ain't a man, you're a living soul. He's a man. You're a spirit incarnating. And you have the power to reject that energy. But you confine yourself to the body. And in that, you confine yourself to certain places in space and time. You've limited yourself by accepting the confinement to the body. When you can think right now, from here back to your house. Go to your room. Go to your bedroom. And make up that damn bed. Walk on out the room. Walk on to the kitchen. Stop and look around. See it? You are there and you are here at the same time. When you learn to control that mind power, you can send a powerful you and each of you anywhere in the world or the universe. In that state, you cannot die. But if they can confine you by bringing suffering and fear to a bed, where all your mind is based on getting up out that bed to die, you are bound to that spot. You are easily trapped in a space and time. It's the same way, like I said before, I focus the video game on you. And I 
Because here he is supposed to be a Hebrew and supposed 
Christ God then? He said it right there. Is it not written in your law? I said it. He said, I'm God, and that law is for you. And in that law, I told you, you are God. But all of you are the children of the Most High. Don't get too cocky. Don't get too up in you when you're not in place. And God puts people in their place. Right? I know those people in Turkey are in their place. How many people are there now? 30,000 dead people in one earthquake? Allahu Akbar. That's a Muslim country there. That ain't Christian country. All the Muslims in the world have to stop and say, Where was Allah? Ain't the channel of Allah to come to us island. That's an Arabic, where it was Allah. Where in Canada, who? That's in Sudanese. Where was he? In Arabic. They can't tell you. You know why? Because the Muslims started getting cocky. So God has reminded Muslims that he don't have a name that y'all can pronounce. <laughs> so if you can pronounce his name, it wouldn't be his name. So if you can pronounce his name, y'all can say what you mean. If you could pronounce God's name, then you would have mastered a part of God. Even down to the fact that you're able to just pronounce his name and thus gain attention. He would no longer be moving at his own will, he'll be moving at your command. Yes, by virtue of the fact that you know his name. You get it? Did I lose anybody? Did I got to say it again? One more time. If you know God's name, this is Toronto. If I went on that side of him, I'd say, Toronto! And you'd be at my command because I threw out a stone that represents you. So you would have surrendered to my call. Right. Religious people would like to make you believe that the way you contact God is that you say, Allah! Jesus! Jehovah, Yahweh, they want to make you think that that's how you contact and they touch the God. But if God responded to you, he would be your servant and you not him. He would be responding to your commands or your demands. And God doesn't do that. And that's why the Hebrews who fathered the New Testament, which fathered or mothered the Quran, we don't use the name of God. We don't know it. And in the large worldwide, they say the true meaning and sound of God's name has been lost. For that the few that do know it don't dare teach it. Now who would know? Huh? Not me. Would God know his name? Don't answer so quickly. Would God know his own name? No. Because God doesn't have a name. Who named it? And what would be the name? See that? Who named it? And why? Why would God need a name? You know why God would need a name? Because some mortal want to make God a man. 
Because when they make God a man, they're able to place it as a person, a place, or a thing. And we are not happy about mystery. We're not happy about the unknown. We want to know things. That's the intuitive creature we are. So we want to name God something that we say, Jesus, okay? Allah, alright? Then I start saying what? Then I gotta give you a meaning. Like, see what, what does the law mean? Y'all, what does the law mean? Four letters. What does it mean? What does God have to hand it? You keep typing down. And that only works as long as hydrogen was a light as that. But the house of science that come to the election, that hydrogen is not the light as that, then God don't have a name. But God don't come up to anything. He doesn't sum up to anything. He is not to be weighed. He is not to be labeled, placed, confined. God is God. God is what? That too. God is where? God is who? God is. And when mortals try to place God in any place other than the God that exists before the life and after the life, and God in his mystery moves to a living world in a hundred hearts. You. God moves to this world in you. Father, is that, is that where? No, only if he only is where. Because then it would be there. Because where is there? Well, yes. But where is it there? There. But if it's in you, 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 everybody else, then you can't become a bear, and therefore you cannot make it anywhere. You hear me? God is. You are naturally linked to God. You are part of God, and God is part of you. God, some say, is love. Right? Imagine that. Imagine the embodiment of all love for everything, every kind of way you can imagine. Then imagine if God loves you with the power of yeah. If God is cut through compassion in the church, the weight of the touch through compassion and concern would crush him. He would crush him accidentally because he loves him. And he is power and his light are getting energy from the universe, channeled through wires and lit up. If you ever touch God's hand, my God, you are in for the shock of your life. The power. You can be electrocuted by that one. A man that can touch into the source of all the energy in the universe. What would happen to you? You know what I'm saying? 
really no way to go where he's not. <laughs> you won't be what you are when you're the problem. You he does not need us contemplating on this level. He needs to have us contemplating on the level of God is in my image as the Lord Jesus Christ. He looks like me and he's coming back to say, that's where he needs you. He doesn't need to start expanding the power and the glory of God beyond the physical conversation. He don't need that because you'll start to make a list and you'll start to snap at some of the things that you say. And then he'll call you crazy because you'll look at things that people are mad about and will laugh. But you say, how could it happen if God didn't work? How could it happen if God didn't work? So everything that happens is the will of God. Say, well, what about the devil? Well, where did he come from? Who made him? God. So the devil is the will of God? Why? Huh? Balance him? To what? Balance him to what? I've been mad because God is calling him according to doctrine and theology. God is good. And the devil is bad. The devil, the devil is not equal to God, but the devil is not Bible. Because God predates the devil. Now, is that not true? So the Bible is the devil is man. And the God is man. The good of you is the Bible the devil. The devil is out for you. The devil can't have to God. Go read the book of Job. Go to the book of Job. So the devil is not before God is the book of Job. He was what? Humble. God said, where have you been at? Which is very strange. With the sight of the very strange, God had to ask somebody where he was at. Where he was at. And he answered, I am walking to and fro in the earth. And God is waiting. God is waiting. He's not watching all things all the time. Right in the court after what I've been taught all my life. And I might be not doing right. I might now, God might be doing something else. I'm saying, Jesse, angel. And not looking at me. And I need him. But I might explain why I made me fall out of witness and God don't catch that. That might be the answer. God don't have full attention on you. Now, why wouldn't God have full attention on you? Because God is in you. And you're not keeping the light of God out of the dark to watch this world. You have cut off the light. You're not conscious of the presence of God in you. You are afraid of that reality, but with that reality comes responsibility you don't want. You don't want to be responsible for all the stuff that's taking place in the world, God. So it's much easier to put God off in a remote place out of reach than to come to worship. Much easier than traveling inside and finding the seat of God inside and letting the book be out. It's so much easier, or so, so, so much secure for me to say, you know, God is up in heaven. And when someone says, Where? How far? Don't blast me. Don't you question God. God is just beyond question. But He said He put Himself in me. Is He in me if He said it? If He said it, he said it. Then he's in me. So when you see me, you I think I heard a man say, when you see me, you 
God. And they love this forfeit. But when I say it, I'm laughing. If you say it, you say the same thing. God said, no, I'm not God. I'm you. You see God. Boy, you say it. But I can go to the Bible and Jesus said, you see this, you got to let it What happened? The manifestation of devil's power on earth moves through us, controls our emotions and our thinking, and has clicked the connection we have with God inside, making us look for God outside. And looking for God outside is limiting God because it's saying he's in a specific place somewhere. And it's all the place. And yes, he's in heaven. Have you ever went to a dictionary and looked at the word heaven to find out what it means, really? No. Most people haven't. Heaven is not the description of the word haven. You know what that is? A marina. You know what a marina is? Where ships stop. So when you say heaven, you're saying a place where ships go. Look it up to me in the dictionary. So you say God's in heaven. He arrives there. From where? In what? You know what they're talking about? They're talking about their version of God leaving earth and ascending into heaven. They're not talking about God the Father. They're talking about God the Son when they speak of God being in heaven. I'm going to tell you why. You want to know why? Because God would not be in heaven. God would be heaven. Because if God was in heaven, God would be inside us. And God cannot be behind any one place at any given time. He's too powerful for that. But his son can, and his children can, and he can be everywhere in each and every one of you, but not only in you, nor but he's only in Christ. Nobody. But God was on the 
What about talking to the angels? Well, that would have to say, you have to say the angels were created before men. Well, what it? Okay, so God must be angels and then let us make man in us. Yes, what else is there? Let us make man what? So the man is in the image of God and angels at the same time. So now which part are you now? What part are you now? Are you right now in the God or the of angels? Because I breathe into you the breath of life, and you became a living and cold, and cold death that the Holy Ghost is a spirit for a ruach or message of God. Right? God's spirit brings a message from God in the form of the Holy Ghost, the mother of God. So that you are really in what form? You are really in a soul form as an he said, well, what am I doing here? And this world is lit up. You are a fallen angel. You just don't want to admit you fell from grace. And you are in hell. Right now. And it's in this world. Say, this is hell? Tell me, God, what makes this hell? Okay, right? <laughs> Let me get in the middle of this. What makes this place hell? Who is it? God. Now remember now, there are the that two created forces in God. One created cavities in heaven and living. God created man in his image after his likeness. Thus man and woman are in the image after the likeness of God. And what God does is capable of doing, and God is capable of doing, or they're not independent, and that's the likeness of God they will lie to. Now, which image? The Bible says that you're in the likeness of God, or you are in this image and have the power of God, or you're not. What's this? The Bible says the Lord told you what? So that God gets heaven. And God gets uh, hope. And God gets uh, action. And God gets. And God gives you heart attack, age. God gives you. Huh? Did you tell him? He said, He said, for diamonds. To be left there, look. He said, Diamonds and Not for diamonds But God must be keeping perspective too. Because man, a man is in the life of God, who is responsible for the malfunctioning part of the man? At what point did man stop being God in his purity and become God in his degrading, decrepit, falling apart, all pain, break down, just bone over? When did it happen? When did the pain of our lives come in? For God, God has already. Came in when you fell from grace. That's how you know you're in hell. Because you start off with this stuff. She is as healthy as she can be. Her bones are good, her eyes are good, her teeth are good. She's a piece of hands on it. And speeding up the process, 
Are all of you all good and healthy? But then, what happens? It starts with children. My name is Dr. Christie. I've been a student of the Grand Master, Dr. Malachi Z. York, for 10 years. And in those 10 years, I've been exposed to nothing but undisputable truth, from the Nubian Islamic Hebrew, to the Ansar Law community, to the Holy Tabernacle Ministry, to the ancient and mystical order of Malachi Zadok. I've been through all the schools of higher learning. And now, I'd like to introduce the man of our time, the Grand Master, Dr. Malachi Z. York. Black devil. <laughs> I ain't finished. You get to say it in the air. 
the author said on that case, I mean, at that lecture, he said that his book, Muslims and Islam, and he said they might not want to be called Mohammedism, but they are Mohammedism. Uh, <laughs> and he said, Muslims, Christians, and Jews, give up those names. But that was divided. He said, religion is destroyed. He said, the real religion of God is obedience. <laughs> and that all of y'all are God. And then he continued to say, Isn't that written in the law? I said, So, in my view, or my point of view, right, I don't see it as a living thing. I'm quite impressed by it. And everything he talked about on that tape, up until when he gets to his wanting you to worship some kind of God, and I'll touch on that too. I'm fine with everything else. He, he got my back in 360 on it. As far as Reverend Chavez, or what's his name? Coming over, it was after money embezzlement and after female harassment started in the Christian church. So now it's quite a boom. If someone came over to me carrying half of them, I wouldn't put them on the podium next week before I investigate the reality of it. So now that becoming, you know, joining the nation of God doesn't make them look good. If you would have did that with a clean track record, I mean, a fire and brimstone preacher, they would have something, you know, to talk about. But he just, he just came out of an unsettled case of female harassment as a minister and money, well, I think $330,000. And that would be that be all over the place. If I'm going to say so, that doesn't impress me the least. You know what I'm saying? about the, the uh, lecture is don't buy the hype. That was all hype. All the screaming and the yelling was hype. Because if you shave away all the hype and all that synthetic support, you get right back down to he said nothing that I didn't say before him. But I didn't say, Malcolm didn't say, Nibala, those who are didn't say, they had nothing new to say. And that's the test of the time. We're in a new day and time, so the new day and time has something new to say. I have a bad condition with the same bad information. The information has got to upgrade itself in order for you to upgrade the people. And no one do I need as a topic of it. Has a point, it makes sense, and it lifted them for, to a certain level. I'm going to realize Muhammad had a point, it made sense that day and time, and it lifted them for a certain amount of level. You know what I'm saying? Even Clarence said 37 it. You got it now. 37 it. He had it, and he lifted them up. But now what? We'll still talk the same stuff? So. And it's obvious, because he didn't say that there's no racism, it ain't about people's color, it's about he said I got it. He even said, get away from that God thing. And when he started blaming God, and I like to comment if you go in here today, he didn't talk about Barad at all on Barad's birthday. Elijah Muhammad's son, Ishmael, by another son, he did a Barad thing. Other ministers did it when they got there one by one. But he did. He did not give Barad no fuck. Because I know he's fine, but he can't get around those books. So you don't have to answer questions, and can't. And all the people sitting there had their books in the back of their mind. Not that anybody in there or his life, but some of them were dying to that God. But the ones who want to shoot would sit there, and they would listen with that with those two books in their mind. And 
and two more coming out. Brother said, you can walk up to your God and talk to him. 
You walk up to them and say, I got a question for you, God. They can't do it. They can't walk up to God. They can't walk up to Clarence. They can't walk up to none. You understand? And if I move on to the next life, then another God steps in place. No such thing like nobody's coming after me because I'm so great, nobody else can see me. That's not how it works with us. When one pharaoh steps down, another pharaoh comes in. That's all God means to pharaoh. But when we make this declaration that we're God, what upsets you fools is you keep on taking our definition all the way from the hands of our community. I would tell y'all, stop judging my religion by your religion. Stop judging my interpretation by your religion. Stop reading our book and think you know what we're talking about. Fool, instead of just asking me. We say, God, we ain't talking about your God. Your God, you know, if I said it, you win. I'm talking about when you look back at the man, when you see those deities on the wall, they were God. When you look back at in Egypt, you see the deity on the wall, they are God. That's the kind of God I am. That's the kind of God I'm looking at. That's the kind of God God for God's own work. And that's what they want to make you think when they say that idol word. And don't even define the word idol. What is an idol? The word they use in Arabic is mithala, like. They don't even have a word for it. Mithala is the root of the word for idol. What is it? If you idolize somebody, then you're going to master from Muhammad and Elijah Muhammad are idols because you all idolize them. You have big old picture on so if you take this out of a portion of life, if you made it one inch larger than him, then you have now taken an expanded God. So what's the problem? We don't have no problem with you calling all night, Mama God. We know you're God. Right. We have a problem with you trying to make us worship something you cannot do. Or don't have, we don't have a problem with Section Clarence 37 or 17, whatever you want to go that. But we're not going to worship today. You don't worship the dead, you respect the dead. You honor the dead. And only those dead people that did something is entitled to respect and honor. Those that have it, they're buried with respect and honor, and everything about them is buried. But those who have done something that made a mark, have affected our lives, we respect them. We respect the masters. And always will. Our masters. If y'all don't want to be your masters, they need our mafia. We put them in our bag with the rest of our stuff. <laughs> Y'all want some Bulama Ahmed from Pakistan? That's your mafia. That's fine. Y'all want Master Brahma Muhammad from your mafia? That's your mafia. That's fine. Why we all can't have our own mafia? Y'all got our own shoes on. I put it at the same time as yours. <laughs> as long as we don't stand toe to toe. If I don't stand on the And you obviously don't want to stand toe to toe with me on what mafia is like. But I wrote a whole book on how my mafia is a true mafia. I can see y'all. I ain't write a book on y'all, so you won't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what that's the bottom line is that we are God, and we're reflections of God, and we're an image of God, and we're likeness of God. If that bothers you, then tell it. You just have to live with your problems. You say, come and go. Get a cure. Get the cavity dug out. Get a shot. But do something. But don't it's a fail me. Don't try to be me. But you can't explain to me or prove you got a toothache anyway. I know you got a toothache. By toothache, I mean, I know you're stressed in what you're teaching, but I can see it in your eyes. I can see the lack of confidence while I'm watching it. 
I watch that tape to watch that mouth. I watch that tape to wild that mouth and moving that sound is coming out. I want to see if they really accept what they're saying. If they know what they're saying. And anytime anybody starts talking about God, they don't know what they're saying because they cannot prove it. If I talk about a car, I can prove it. If I talk about this punk, I can prove it. If I talk about the compass in the square, the actual compass in the square, the actual punk, the actual car, I can prove it or take it to one. If I can't, I'll make one. Those are the principles of being confident and being in truth and being right. But now when I start trying to convince you that you are wrong if you don't believe in some unseen God and give you a complex and try to make you feel guilty because you're the kind of person that says, I don't mind you look good feeling that way, but I just have a man that wants to know. That may, I'm a different kind of being, you can call me the devil, you can call me anything to make you feel comfortable because I want to know. I just want to know. Is there anything wrong with that now? You talk to me about Allah. Tell me about Allah. Can you explain this thing to me? Don't say God is real. Get all that. And the worst thing you can do is run over to the Quran, a book written by mortals, if not written by mortals, recorded by mortals, thought in the subconscious or conscious mind of mortals. All imperfect, like you said, a wobbling spread, a wobbling mind. Your mother ain't gonna go to the Quran and say, Listen, the Quran says, Allah said, Of course. The Quran was written for people like you that want to use the word Allah. Of course, the Quran is gonna back up Islam. You go to Jehovah's Witness, they do the same thing. They got a whole bunch of books to back up Jehovah's Witnesses. Jump. What about the universal truth? The universal truth would be the scripture name Allah and tell me the meaning of it. And your scholars can't even do that. El Ila or El Lahu or they don't even know what it means. You yeah, asked one the other day, some five percent. I believe in Allah. What does Allah mean? He said, huh? <laughs> the word, not, you know, not, the, not the attribute, the word itself. That being attributed to the being of force, the source, the person, or whatever, or the box, the cookie. <laughs> whatever it is, you call Allah. What does the word first mean? They can't tell you. Put them the Bithy Allah and say, what does Allah mean to God? What happens if the Germans never say the word God or good? Then what would you say it means? The Turks, the French, the Germans, the Spanish? What would you say, man, if we need all these other languages? Stop everybody else's language, brother, and tell me what Allah means. Now, what would happen is, if he could speak the Arabic language, he would start giving you a commentary of Allah. In Arabic. That's the only way you can explain a law. Because a law is an Arabic word. You can't explain a law in Arabic word in English. You would be translating. If all of it, you'd be moving away, trans. You'd be going away from it. Trans is trans is You'd be going away from it because you cannot capture the actual meaning. So now let me try to pull me in and make you think that a person don't believe in God and they're a devil. If a person don't believe in God, brother, don't believe in the devil either. Don't let him that. They come together because you wouldn't be knowing it was a God unless there was a devil, but there'd be no purpose for your God if there was no devil. So y'all need the devil to bad all you your God. But what would a religion be without the devil? What would be the purpose of Islam if there was no shaitan? What would be the purpose of Judaism if there was no hasatan? What would be the purpose of Christianity was those black ones? You follow me, you ask the Muslims, do y'all need the devil? You better have the devil, but if you don't, you have to close your mouth and stop mental. 
But the whole purpose of going to Mecca is to always be mad. We don't say, come on, So, Shaitan, and everything you say. In your salah, you're praying to Shaitan. When you eat, you're praying to Shaitan. I don't want Shaitan to take my food. <laughs> come on. Not only we don't say God is a wimp, only God and the devil is a wimp. That's a wimp club. <laughs> now all these they get locked in one world ideology and think you like a Nazi on the whole world got a big problem. Meaning, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity is nothing but one ideology on the planet. You don't know nothing about the depth of Hinduism, Buddhism, and philosophy and a million other philosophies or doctrines or religions that don't have nothing to do with your concept of belief. You only sound powerful because you're in a country that was owned and ruled and lived on by a group of people called Washita or Tunis from the ancient Almanac who did not believe in that God and the Christian concept came over here with I mean, people who are Portuguese brought the Christian doctrine over here and spread it there, and then later on, Judaism came over here, and then later on, Islam came over here, but the indigenous people of this land, the natives of what they call Americans, didn't know nothing about your God, and got wrecked that the all-match was existing 900 years before Christ. Here. Right on this land in America, 900 years before Christ is digging up heads right now in Mexico, called Anastasia. And there they find traces of a people that look just like you before the year 570, when Muhammad was born, before Jesus was born. You understand that? We got a life. And our culture goes back way before that. We were called Moors by race. Way before Moors was synonymous with Muslims. They were Moors before they were Muslims. They were called Morenos before Muhammad was even born. Right. Or Moors. The French way. Before Muhammad was born. If I'm saying somewhere along the line, Islam bit its way into Moors. And now you got a bunch of people walking around saying, I'm a more scientist and raising their hands on Islam. You don't realize that Islam is taking away from the greatness of being a more because Islam was born in Arabia among Hindus and Turks calling themselves Arabs. And there was no Middle East. Look at the map again and then say Middle East. I'm sure Say it. I don't know if it's working. I mean, think about Middle East. Where is that? You do it. Go to a blackboard anywhere and do this, make a comment, and put Middle East there, right? Ha! How can you be a Middle East? <laughs> and this is West, and this is East, and this is North, and this is South. How can this be the Middle East? Now, we know of a thing called a Far East. That's the Far East. This would be the far west. This would be the far north. And this would be as far south as you can go. As far west as you can go. As far east. But there is no such thing as a Middle East. There is no such thing as an Arab. With natural roots, you will not 
Hebrews, but you will not find out of aggravation. The word out of the being means automobile. And the word that out of means to roll about, to move. You know what I'm saying? They don't exist. There was no such thing as Saudi Arabia. That oil over there is ours. Our land extends from California to where? The Persian Gulf. There was no split. There was no red or green sea. That's a natural threat. That Atlantic Ocean did not exist. I showed all that back in the novel. All those pieces fit right back in. Play on down to South America. There's no such place as Puerto Rico. That just means that when they got there, said, that's the richest port I've ever seen. So how now are you going to say that Puerto Ricans are poor people, and Puerto Ricans are minorities, and Puerto Ricans don't have nothing? And when you say Puerto Ricans, you're saying they're rich. Simon Amorite says, you Puerto Ricans, he's saying, you people from that rich port. That's right, that's right. You say, well, what happened to the riches? What happened to the people of the port? <laughs> <laughs> Two verses 
chapters away or two chapters away from the Emite meat. Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 give you the Emite meat and then the, what they call the most eloquent writing, the Gilgamesh epic, which covers the North Southern of the victim. And then you got on 7, 8, 9, 10. And then you start talking about Hebrew, Arabic, Aramic, Akkadian. And then you got to get into 11. You start talking about Chaldean. And not one to mention Arabic. But Arabic is a dialect of Ashur. You know, but you ought to get that back too. A former has a Jewish star on there. The sixth point is star ain't no Jewish star. Someone lied to y'all. And you lied to yourself. Because you told me that David was Muslim. You said Dawood in the Quran was a So now Dawood is a Muslim when you saw a brother from Ansar Allah with a six-pointed star of crescent on his hat. And that star is known as what? Morgan? The star of David. So why would you tell an Ansar, why are you wearing a Jewish star? That was a confession that David was not Muslim. Plus, nowhere in the book all the Old Testament, does David ever refer to himself as a Muslim? Now you say, well, Abraham misnamed you Muslim. That Quranic death. That, that came up between the year 610 and 631 was Muhammad died in 632. You cannot go to a new book and tell me about old things unless you tell me this book is an old book being retranslated. But you're not saying that about the Quran. You're saying it's a final revelation, something revealed for the first time. When 99% of it is obviously not the first time here. Everything from prayer, walking, talking, eating, sacrificing, circumcision, and everything else was taken out the door. But because you claim that it wasn't, and if this is a revelation to Muhammad from cover to cover, and you put yourself in a bad way. But you got to then show me, not in the Quran, show me in the Tanakh, in the Torah where Abraham calls himself a Muslim. Show me in the Torah where Moses calls himself a Muslim. And you say, well, Shalom is the same as Shalom, then why did y'all create Shalom if Shalom already existed? Shalom Lecker was good enough. Now I'm talking about that one second. <laughs> and then you will notice. But I'm trying to get it. What does Assalamu Alaikum mean? What does it mean? No, it doesn't. The word Ale means what? On. Aleikum means on you all. Ale is not through you. It's not in you. It's on you the way that Farbush or that Tadia or that Emma is on your head. This ain't close. It's simple. But it was tricky. Some demon got it in the game. Understand? If I say to you, Salam, peace, Aleikum, I'm saying peace on you. I'm not wishing you peace. I'm not saying peace through you. The peace is not feeling disgusted in your heart. The is not in your body. The rock is not in your head. It's I love the rock. On the rock. So when Muslims greet each other, it's a subtle trick. That's why I got Shalom out of it. Because I tell you, Assalamu Alaikum. 
the peace be all on you. You don't need peace all on you. You need to be in a peaceful state. Wa alaykum salam. And on you peace. Or ma salam. With you peace. With like with ma in Arabic. It's not with like in your character. That's ainda. That's with like will accompany you somewhere. But peace walk beside you. Maybe that's why so many of y'all get hit by a car. Because so you can hit and the peace gets away. <laughs>
What is my nationality? More. Because you're going to be anything, you're going to be African American, you're going to be a Moorish American. He said, got that part right, but they got to separate that dog on Islam coming. Because we go back before Islam. All the pharaohs were Moors. And if you go to Europe and you read in any of their books in Latin, you follow? And don't let them, we got to stop letting them call Moorish brothers Latino. Who's not speaking Latin? You gotta get away from that too. Got another one in Roman trip. Like Negra and Negro, which I showed y'all in the Bible. The Greeks were calling us Negroes. If all that, the Romans were calling us Morenos. Jesus was called Morenos. You know that in most Latino families, because the mind has been a mess with the parents would tell us, don't be no lazy. Well, anyway. <laughs> That's right, your mm-hmm. They ain't no different your mother saying, don't go hang out with those like niggas. The same principle. But somewhere on the line, they made more synonymous to low life. So we gotta reinstate that. But we gotta make it clear to the modern science temple. We are your brother, but only as far as the truth. Inflammation versus misinformation were recorded from classes given this year by Dr. Malachi de York, known to us as the Supreme Grandmaster Naya Malachi Zodak L, our own Pharaoh, Amanubia Ruakatar. And now, listen with an open mind and heart as our Grandmaster inflames you with only the truth. Allow your inner light to flow again and stomp out misinformation with only the facts. And now, listen to the Supreme Grandmaster Naya Malachi Zodak L. Some critics, some critics in the Christian belief as 
understood the Bible as a form of surfing activity because a serpent is supposed to have a hiss. You know, so, so what happened is they had to change it from whisper to snake. And then, of course, uh, they supported with on his belly shall he go. But for the rest of the days, when they see the kidney, that's an that's a, uh, admission that he was on, on his feet first. And they don't have on their record in their history a period of time when snakes were walking. Though they go back to Babylon and they see on the wall picture of a of serving with lead. But that period is called prehistory. So he only deals with history. Those things that happen on this side of things. You found that? So it was considered a symbol of um, power and authority in ancient uh, Egypt. Right? Yeah, in the back. Should be hard to hear you, but I'm going to try. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm having a problem. 
the light was already there in the dust and the mud. Because again, I say, there's no place on the planet where you can grab a handful of dirt and put it up under mic and you won't find some type of living bacteria, even 6,000 years ago. Or better yet, 4,004 with the Christian calendar calculation. About then, life was already there. Who put that there? Who created that form of life? What they're saying is shape and form, fact and shape, man or mortal of the dust or mud of the ground. But the life was already in it. That is working with nature. That nature had already provided life in the mud. Life is in the water. There's no water anywhere where you can put a tube of water, take it and put it under a microscope. What will you see? You'll see life again. So if God took the dirt and the water, life and life, water, female, earth, man, that's why earth in the Bible is called Adam, male, Male and female created he them. Woman is the water, man is the earth. They got it backwards. Put them together and form mud. Two forms of life came together there. Or two two forms of matter that contain life were brought together for a greater purpose. You follow that? That was nature at work. They can say or imply that a God reached down and did it with his own hands, they feel like. But then we'll get into it. He had hands. Well, no, he didn't have hands. Um, he just willed it into happening. He thought it, and the mud came together and started to shape it. So he had a preconception of what it would be shaped like. He has a mind. Um, no, see, God don't have to do that. See, God can just imagine things like cool by a cool thing, and into existence they come. So he thinks that. So if he has to stop to think, there's a point when he's not thinking. If he has to think of the kind of idea of creating a human being, he has to say, I'm going to let us make a man. So, what was he singing the day before that? <laughs> what was he thinking before he thought of creating man on behalf of mortals, I mean? Was he just there by himself? <laughs> if nobody else was there with you, what would you be thinking about? If none of the things you understand or understand have been created yet, what would you reflect on? Could you have an active subconscious mind? You understand? Could you have an active subconscious mind? A subconscious mind is when you store information. Could you have an active subconscious mind to store information before information was formed? Women. What is what was this God doing? What was the loss of Allah 
at the wrong time with the wrong people. I don't care whether it's a buck, truck, or plane. I was talking to a lady yesterday in the store, and I said, I don't know about this flying, because, you know, nine planes came down last week alone. She said, hell, that plane could have fell on somebody who was on the ground. I said, that's true. Then they punch you like, you don't have to be in a plane to die. What about the people that was on the ground when the plane came down? I said, that's the reality of it. That's true. So nature is doing this. You know why? Because it's our time. We should not be worried. Rain, most of y'all are kept sitting here. And we're going to start it sound like dogs, either. <laughs> and we give them a drill. It's our time. We work with nature. You with me? The Bible, the Quran, and all of those silly little books, that video we rented from them. Some 2,000 years ago, we, went, we got to went to the store and said, yo, let me get a video on uh, a white daughter paying the earth to save everybody. We took that video home called a video for our Lord Jesus Christ. We popped it into the, into the video we caught us of our heart. <laughs> and we sat there and we absorbed that crap and we've been waiting ever since. If you're Christian, you're saying, you shouldn't be talking about us like that. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about food. If you was a fool, you wouldn't be sitting there. You came out here to find out, what about that video, Jesus Christ? A whole bunch of Muslims popped in a video called Muhammad the Arabian Prophet is the answer to all the Negro problems. They slide that video in their heart. Oh, but the Hebrew Israelites and Israelite church took another one and said, we are the children of Israel, and Yahweh is the answer to all the Negroes' problems. And they split that video inside their church. But the video ends. But time don't. Christianity is gone out. Islam has failed. Judaism is gone, but time hasn't, and we have withstood all the crap, and now we're saying, okay, tell us the truth. Movie's over, the night movie had a little drama, had some lust in it, read the Bible. It's, it's got sex, it's got what? Violence, it's got... Got all the things a good movie has, and he's Steven Spielberg and stuff. But it's over. It doesn't apply to us no more. And now Mother Nature is showing everybody on the planet who's the boss. The baddest military in the world. They couldn't do nothing about them tornadoes. They went through military bases flipping planes. Whether it's in China, they think they're sophisticated, or 
has a plan, and Jesus is the best of plans. In so far as the plans that the Arabs had in New York last week to blow up the buildings <laughs> was a broken black block by Christians. Christian FBI ran in and shot two Muslims up and stopped them from doing their bombing in the name of Islam. Is that right? Was that the media? Are them niggas laying in the hospital with bullet holes too? Did the bombing stop? So instead of saying, they plan a plan, and Allah plans a plan, and Allah is the best of planets, you've got to change that around now. you got to say, we plan the plan, <laughs> and FBI plan the plan, and FBI were the best of planets. The FBI is more powerful than the law. Because the Muslims did not succeed. That they were moving in the name of an all-powerful, unstoppable God. Could anybody have stopped that? No. What? Would the old Sheik be in jail doing life if he was following his God? And his God was a good God and a powerful, all-knowing God. Would his butt be in jail doing life in America in a Christian jail? Would his, would his, would his, his followers be in jail? Hello? You're not. Hello, wake up, Muslims. Your God is dead. Your God does not respond to you. You get no help. There's no natural law anymore. Now, if you pick up the Holy Quran and you start to read it, you might hear Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to make me feel good. That he got help from Allah. When did it stop? You know what I'm saying? If you read the Islamic studies theater, histories of Islam, and trace it all out, you go back of 1400 years ago, and the Prophet Muhammad, according to their writings, got help from Allah against his enemies. Right? When did it stop? Why is Lebanon a parking lot now? Lebanon was an Islamic country with some Christians in it. They fought the Christians, they lost. Islam is coming, Lebanon's a parking lot. When was the help? And Muhammad's answer was, in the Nasrullah, surely the help of Allah is near. Well, it wasn't nowhere near Iraq. When Saddam Hussein, who is a Muslim, was fighting against the Christian world, the U.S. of AIDS. Where was the law? And when Kuwait was getting ready to get attacked by Saddam, the, the Muslims in Kuwait did not run into the mosque and fall. Allah, 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 Allah,
the Quran told them to watch out for El Arab, Desert Arab, they call the most deceptive. And when we as Ansar refused to sit down at the table with them and do what Farrakhan just did, I refuse to let them come to me and put a turban on me about my way of life. Say, get out of my face, young. <laughs> I had Islam before you knew what Islam was. Before Muhammad was born, we had Islam. You know what I'm saying? Now you're going to come and try to ask me why well, I want to join the Islamic Council with a bunch of confused al arab a bunch of hadith-following fools. And I had to answer, I said, hell no. You got to go. And Muslims, black-skinned, woolly-haired, pissy-haired, fuck-weed-ass niggas with Taliban's on got mad at me because I don't want to kiss no Arab butt. And I must not. He must not be a Muslim. He ain't want a whole asshole. He's a co-pilot. They all up in my private life. But I don't want to fall in the trains. I said, I'm hanging out with Sudan. And I sit Sudan over Nigeria because I can overlay this crowd in Sudan, and everybody here for nappy hair, the wavy hair, the light skin, the dark skin, the long nose, the wide nose, the brown, the black, the beige color skin would fit in Sudan without any racial problems. Unfortunately, if you went to Nigeria, some of y'all, they'd be saying, you look, you look Nigerian. Others, they'll be saying, what are you? But almost most of y'all got mistaken as a Sudanese as an Amazon. People say, are you Sudanese? Tell us you where you had roots. Now, I didn't say roots, I said roots. <laughs> <laughs> so when did they lose the power? They, lose, they lost the power when they suppressed us. When they caused Fatima her life. When they sought out to kill Hassan and Hussein, the sons of Ali and Fatima, and they killed the Prophet's family. That's when they lost it. And the fools that are in Islam now are demons. When did Christianity lose its power? When Paul went and followed Jesus' disciples. Women. Well, he fabricated his own doctrine. When Paul was self-acclaimed disciple while walking on a roadside by himself, said, I had a vision. And Jesus said, Saul, Saul. But he proceeded to call himself Paul. You tell me that God, the Son of God, talk to me. The Son of God in flesh calls you Saul, but you call yourself Paul? If God called me banana head, 
Because I can go to Egypt and see Egypt. I can't go to Abraham and see Abraham. I can't go there. But I can go see Egypt and on the walls of Egypt, I'll see you. You with me? In your Bible, your God acknowledges the greatness of Egypt. But your God sends the greatest of you to Egypt for protection. He sent Jesus there. And said, Jesus, go down there in Egypt and stay there until Herod is dead. He sent the best of the human beings upon you with him. Amongst us, pagans, but they. Abraham went down there because the land that was supposed to be sold with milk and honey that God told him would be an everlasting covenant in that land. The everlasting must have went void, and God must have lost control of the elements. Because a famine came into a land that was supposed to be an everlasting covenant and a land flowing with milk and honey called the land of Canaan. And it got cut off. Read the Bible. And then did God tell them, go down to the pagans in Egypt, Abraham, because they had. With me, Moses, the father, the literate, or the scholar, or the, the recorder of the records of the law, called the Torah, was born and reared in Egypt, educated until he was 40 years old in Egypt. Their God, who controls all things, put the man who was to write their scripture, not in a Hebrew environment, but in an Egyptian environment. So he can come out of the Egyptian book of the dead and write his poem to God and his people. Why? Because if it's true that Israel was the son of North, then Israel was also an original Hebrew according to your doctrine, which is wrong, but there wasn't no such thing as Hebrew yet. So when Abraham went to Egypt, he was not going to see a new people. He was his uncle's people. There was no new religion. The people of Noah forgot the religion. Obviously, Mr. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.